Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 78 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much gravelly voice talking about pets is barely enough. And, and pets, vets talking about pets with gravelly voices. My goodness, I'm struggling a little bit here, Lewis. I wonder why I'm struggling. I'm, I'm here, I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined by my mate, uh, the, the man with the sounds, is Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, any reason at all why you're struggling, mate? Oh, 92 and a half thousand good reasons, mate. <laughs> I might have been... Uh, at the MCG last night. You, you actually went, did you? Oh, I went, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, went there, yeah, cheering on. You know, when you're, uh, it's it's not often that your team doesn't score in an entire last quarter and still wins a, wins a final. It was, like, it was gripping, mate. Yeah, mate, it was gripping the last quarter. Gripping, my goodness. Yeah, the only thing that's not gripped is my voice. I woke up this morning, Christine's gone, why are you sounding like you're trying to whisper? I go, no, I'm not trying to whisper. That's me actually trying to talk, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, welcome listeners to episode 78. You know, I hope you're, you're, in, you're in for a real audio treat if you've got a you know, real penchant for hearing gravelly voiced vets. Well, well, I know she had a little black box that you plugged into your mic there, mate. I thought that was getting a, the John Laws thing happening. But oh, yes, uh, you know what I mean, Valvoline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, mate, now, uh, no Wonder Woman this week. Had, no Wonder Woman, yep. yes. Yeah, that's you... We are sans, uh, sans spandex for you this week. <laughs> How'd you enjoy the ball? Uh, it was good fun. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, um, it was a really good chance to catch up. Um, yeah, I saw some people that I went through uni with. Um, I So I went as Silent Bob. Um, you know, cosplayed as Kevin Smith, um, who's like, Spoken on the podcast before, one of the guys that got me into doing a podcasting. Big, a big, uh, massive push behind influencer. Yeah, influencer, influence. mate. The, yeah. Before the the influencers there are now. That's right. There was your influencer. Well, well that's right. Yeah, yeah Kevin, Kevin the, the, yeah. The, the initial influencer, and so his his penchant for for what he gets dressed up in the movies is just backwards hat and a trench coat. And I go, well, that's fine. I got plenty of hats, yeah. and, and I went and bought a, a cheap trench coat. I don't so lie, I, mate. You had plenty in the cupboard. Oh, plenty yeah. trench coats in the cupboard. Yeah, I know, but there's just a few of them. <laughs> the people have been uh, on the lookout for that's all all oh, right, um, right i actually did have a trench coat they used to wear to uni it was it was dad's old one back when dad because dad used to drink pretty heavily and so what he'd do is he'd have um, oh, no, that's, <laughs> bring it that's on a, bring it on anything else is 40 years ago mate so it's fine you know well on the past but uh, so what he used to do sorry um yeah, right. so what he used to do is he'd um have his trench coat and he'd, and he'd go and watch my uncle play baseball with four uh, long neck VB stuck in the pockets of all these trench coats. Uh, uh, yeah, trench okay. Coat. Anyway, so that's the old trench coat story. The new trench coat story is so, um, so went there and I actually had four people recognize me as Silent Bob. Two of which wanted to get photos with me. Fantastic! So, so good was my costume. There you go, mate. That's that's awesome. But I was also you know, advertising the, the the podcast as well. Went there with the the, the podcast t shirt on. So you reckon it was the t shirt or the Silent Bob outfit? I think it was the Silent. But it was a good conversation starter. I saw other people looking at the podcast and sort of just give them a little, you know, open up the trench coat a little bit, give them a little wink, and then keep on walking. You know, oh, <laughs> oh, good, mate. How, how did you go with your Wonder Woman outfit? Yeah, you weren't the only Wonder Woman there. No, it definitely wasn't. 
wasn't the the only one. I think I had the best hair of all the Wonder Womans. Uh, you did, was, yes. It was luscious locks. Was that, that because you were compensating for something? <laughs> well, and truly compensating <laughs> for something with the hair in the hair department yes, only. Yeah. yeah, of course. You, you were you were the only uh, the, the only male Wonder Woman there, which yeah. was good. Well, I was the only person in drag. I think I didn't see anybody uh, else. No, no, there were there was were so, there were uh, women there dressed up as male characters. Oh yes, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah but, sorry, but you were the male only. Drag. But, but yes, but you were you were the only male in a in a female outfit. And there was a big talk about going out afterwards to some some pub down the road. All oh, right, and yeah. I thought, look, I don't think that's so good. I'm I'm dressed as Wonder Woman <laughs> with a beard. Who knows nice. what I'm going to get? You know? Yeah. So, um, no, so where um so because I left early. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When, as soon as the uh, the the awesome cover band was coming on for their uh, oh. for their second set, a I bit um disappointing. I snaggle pushed it out of there. Yes. yes. Um. Uh, how how did the night end up? I think it ended about midnight or something like that. But everyone was going to kick on, but I didn't. I didn't kick on, kids, mate. You know how it is. Can't yes. Too big a night, so yeah, you got to try and so sort of, you know maintain that Sunday a little yes. bit too. You yeah, know exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and it was great. It was a really good night and uh, fantastic. It was always good fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone, because we were there with a lot of people from your uh, from your work. Yeah, my too. work went. Yeah, yeah. That, they, those guys went. Oh, I think they had a good time too. Claire yeah. recognised you straight away, Silent Bob. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poison she's Ivy. One, one of the four. Yeah, yeah. right. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah so, so it was good. You know, I because I, yeah, I I got out of there a bit early because I had to get up early the next day, and so I had to, uh, you know, got to turn into a pumpkin. I was Lewis, so mm. I had to uh, had to had to skedaddle out of there. Fair but uh, it was a good night. I haven't been to the San Reno San Remo Ballroom. I reckon for about. You know, I'd, I'd have to be 25 years, I reckon. Well, it's so. interesting. That's where Deb and I first met. Oh, Very right. first met. Yeah, I was looking wow. at the spot and me and Deb were talking about it and I thought it was one spot and she said it was a different spot. So <laughs> she, bit, might have, she might have met a different guy on that on that other spot, mate. Possible. Quite possible. <laughs> quite possible. But anyway, but... um. Uh, but yeah, it's good to go back and just see. I go, oh yeah, this is where we met. I remember now. I remember. Nice so, one. Yeah, it's excellent. Now I want to bring up a, a the interesting story, mate. Yes. The, um, at at uh, work this this week, we had a dog come in the bean dog fight. Right. Okay. Um, we had it quite a. Uh, I want to have some. Inj- I've been grabbed around the head by another dog. I think. Right. And it turned out that uh, that um, at the at the local boarding facility that we've got with us, that one dog was being groomed and the dog was being groomed apparently. Uh, wasn't uh, the dog, I think the dog was being groomed was the one that got bitten, but somehow a dog that wasn't meant to socialise with other dogs got let out. Oh, and right. there, there was a bit of a kerfuffle. Yes, and a bit of a fight between the dogs. And and look, we've talked about myths on this podcast yes. before. And you know, there's the myth about that that to break up a dog fight, you got to spray him with water. W- yes, no, that's not a myth. Oh no, we're no. not talking. Digital manipulation, yes. are we? Put put the finger up the dog's bum. Oh, the so, hopalade. So you know, we, we yeah, hopalade. <laughs> yeah, welcome to our NRL listeners. <laughs> so or proctologists. Yeah, and so we um, so I was talking to the owner. I was going, oh, they were fighting, and we could not separate them. We tried everything, pulling them apart, blah blah. blah. And in the end, we stuck the f- our finger up the dog's dog's bum, and it let go. Right, and I was like, "Oh, there goes that myth." There you go. I yeah. thought it was a myth, but it obviously works. Turn, turns out there's something, you know, some way of uh, doing it. Yeah, yeah. So he's n equals one. Yeah, that's right. Working. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Dude, it's uh, time to write a paper on that. Well, I, I didn't discuss sort of you know the how long or how how much or yeah 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 w- what, what sort happened? of pressure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did he was it a broke back mountain thing? Did he just sort of spit in his hand first or? Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So I uh, yeah. There you go. Mate, so maybe it does work. If anyone else wow. has used it, 
<laughs> Let us know. Maybe it's more than n equals one. I, um, uh, certainly, the times when I've been on the uh, on the receiving end, whoa, of, a, whoa. of a dog bite, oh, the receiving end of a dog bite, whew. I haven't necessarily been in a position that was to be able to, you know, sort of reach at that point, you know, and sort of be able to, I guess, get the correct angle in which to try and see whether or not I can I can add to the did more you, than the n equals one. Did you call the nurse in to um? Do you go? Oh no, not my bottom, the dog's bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, my jaw is not clenched. <laughs> I'm not biting. I'm, I'm not, not biting. biting. I'm not biting down at all. Well, something, else, something else is clenching. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, what have you been up to this week, mate? Uh, yes, yeah, so, um, I've um, I, I I went and did some um some shopping, mate. I thought I'd buy myself a little bit something special. Oh, and so nice. Yeah, you know, Father's Day recently. Yeah. And so I jumped onto the uh, bras and things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. a nice little lacy number. Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, yeah. after seeing you getting dressed up as Wonder Woman, I thought, you know, hang on, this is there's something in this. You look so comfortable. Two can do this. Two can do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was. Uh, so that, that was the that was the next week. But this previous week, I was um, looking at t-shirts. And yep. so I've. Um, it's been a while since I bought some t-shirts. And so I've I've, I've bought myself one just because i know how, how keen you are on pop culture right i thought i'd um, oh you say you the unveiling yeah yep, the great yep. unveiling right oh the flurkin i got a flurkin t-shirt for you mate that rings a bell it's from x-men or something captain marvel captain marvel captain yes, marvel. yes yeah yeah, yes. yeah. goose out. goose yes. the flurkin that's right yes yes, yes. so so it's a not nice uh, t-shirt got it off red bubble you know so it's a I mean, not necessarily a licensed one so if anyone from disney or marvel <laughs> studios is uh, is listening it's uh don't don't come hunting. Uh, yeah, no, no, fantastic, mate. And that's, <laughs> so uh, there you go. So so that's that's what I've been up to. I've been trying to buy some uh, t shirts that have got animals on them that have got something to do with pop culture, so I can try and claim it on tax for the podcast. Oh, I see, mate. Oh, yeah. very nice. Oh, excellent. Uh, oh, oh, hang on, oh, hang on. Is that the flirk in there, mate? What, what? Whoops, I'm just fiddling with the buttons. F- f- fiddling with your knob. Yeah, just yeah. it's not. Oh, can you hear it? I, I can there hear it there. Yes, yeah, there, there you go. Is. Yeah, there's little no, nice little kitty right? cat. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, mate. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> that so was worth it, the money. How'd, how'd you go there? You downloaded a nice uh, animal animal sound app. No, did you? no, not at all, mate. No, no, no. Oh, oh fantastic. Oh, is that a horse? No, that, that, that's, a, that's a that's a uh, a, 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 a what were they? Uh, um, a moho whale. A moho whale. Hang on, I think I can. These, did you record this when you were on your on your Fiji trip, mate? Then is that? Oh, the top. Yeah, mate. Yes. I, I, I was running on Thursday, and I saw dolphins out in Port Phillip Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was right, and that's exactly what he said too. He said, "Lift your knees, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to work a bit harder than that, you know." Um, I was running along, and there was two um two dolphins swimming out in the bay about twenty meters out. It was fantastic. Oh, nice, yeah, lovely, it was excellent. Yeah, excellent. You didn't swim out to them? Uh, no, no, no. I was, I was, I was there running. I was, I was dry, dry land, uh, you know, training that day rather than getting out in the water. Um. You didn't get out there, mate, and just oh, go and just, just, go just, and, just go and check check for those dolphins there. Yeah, just, yeah. Just have a look. Can you tell we've got a new new app? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you've worked out how to use the app. Yeah. You know? <laughs> how, how much you been getting that? Uh, yeah, doing those with the girls through the week. Not Come at on, all. girl. Not, not at all. all. No, you no, haven't, no, you haven't not cracked all. that out for them. I was fiddling with it last night. I was watching boring game of footy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, now one other thing. Uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Cloudy Gooley, um, their dog Seth had her ninth birthday yesterday, oh. and so they called in to work. Work and uh, dropped us off a um, a birthday cake to celebrate, you know, to, to thank us for all the stuff. So I just wanted to shout out with uh, uh, Cloudy and her mum, Catherine, and, and say happy birthday to Seth. But I did the first thing I've ever done. I made Seth a birthday hat. 
I oh, made her nice. a little birthday yeah. hat when she came in. Yeah, yeah. And so she was in the car. She didn't want to come in. But then um, but then Cloudy got her up. And so in she came wearing a little birthday hat. Was, so. it, was it the blown up glove? You know, the, the, the glove with the air. Oh, so it looked like a chicken. You know, yeah, painted it yeah, red. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. got a bit of paper towel and I sort of curled it up into a little cone and then just cut it out and then put a little thing under her under her chin. Oh, and so drew, drew a little mate. little nine today on there. Excellent. Well, happy birthday, nine. Yeah. yeah. So oh. Sefi's done well. Oh, big happy birthday to Sefi. Yeah. Now, so there might be some noise in the background because someone's watching the end of the footy. Yeah. So yeah, Got to go and watch the end of the footy, mate. Go on. Oh, oh you're washing your hands. Oh, okay, good okay. boy. Um, and, oh, this week, mate, we had work. We had we had a dog came in that um, eaten a whole tray of Nurofen tablets. Oh no way! And a really? pair of headphones. And a pair of Would headphones. You believe it? Yeah. Wow. Gee, we was just from listening to the you know such loud music that it got a bit of a headache. And maybe, it a, maybe. It's a good how point. did it go with the Nurofen? What size dog was it? Ah, uh, oh, it's a sort of a spoodly sort of dog. Uh, not, Only a not little so, dog. Not so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went on, went on fluids. Actually, really odd. Went went off to uh, emergency overnight because we need monitoring with the fluids and that sort of thing. Ended up with uh, infection in its kidneys, pyelonephritis. Oh, really? Really weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's doing doing it right now. But yeah, bit bit. So so. But there was a pack of Nurofen. Yeah. Like the uh, uh, blister pack. Blister pack on, yeah. on the bedside table. So yeah. Big shout out to keeping your medicines away. Absolutely. From the pets, keep them up high. Yeah. Away from your pets and your kids. Because they're often um they've often got sort of sugar coating on the outside of them, so they sort of they taste nice to to have. I imagine so, it might have. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That was the thing. So uh, hopefully, yeah, just uh. Keep, keep the headphones because I think they like the headphones because it's got a bit of earwax on them. Oh, sometimes. nice! They're quite tasty. Fantastic! Yeah, it's at least really that's something little sharp on the X-ray yeah. too. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a dog. Um, we had a dog once that ate a whole lot of um, yeah, uh, like sort of power cords, oh, you know, yes. electricity cords. Yeah, and so we X-rayed it, and you could literally see all these tiny little bits of the copper wire oh, through wow. the dogs through the dogs' intestines. So, oh, oh, yeah, 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 ASMR in it now. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's eating. It's, it's eating, eating the power cord. Pretty cords. sure the power cord didn't sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. Wow. All yeah. righty, mate. Um, uh, yeah, go on. No, oh, no, no. I was just going to say, and if, if you'd like to try and uh, help to uh, you know, keep keep all yeah, Lewis up to date with all of his great uh, uh, apps and sound effect apps, you can join us on Patreon. Yes. You, know, you can uh, you can go to patreon.com and you can search for us on two bits. Very good, oh, mate. Thank you nice very much. Nice that was the drum roll. I wonder why you had the little drum set there. Oh, no, that was from your app too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can join us up uh, from a little as, uh, as $2 a month. You can sign up, uh, get some access to some exclusive stuff, get yourself a sticker. Um, so it would be great to... Uh, great to have you on board. Oh yeah, it would be great to have you guys on board. I feel like I'm a triple on a on a on triple M from back in the eighties. <laughs> you know? Welcome back to the Hot Five at Five. Here we go. We got Cold Jizzle coming up at you now. Oh, and it's time for the cash cow. <laughs> the cash you know? cow. If you can, you can pick this, pick this sound. Oh! <laughs> This sound. Just pick this secret sound, and the and the money could be yours. We're jackpotting it up to seventy five dollars. We got we got Frank here from Port Melbourne. Frank, are you willing to uh, have a go at the sound, mate? Oh, here's the sound. Ah, <laughs> uh, is that uh, somebody opening up a packet of cornflakes? Sorry, Frank, you've missed out on that one. We're going to jackpot this baby back up to eighty dollars tomorrow. Yeah, catch that ching. Now, now it's time for some skyhooks. So, uh, yeah, rock out on the on uh, living in the seventies. Oh, missed that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bit of sky hooks yeah. there. All right. Now, look, uh, obviously, big thank you. We have 
If we want to just bring things down a level, mate, just make things a little bit calmer. Oh, a bit, a bit of harp action. What could yeah. we have that could settle us down if we're a bit anxious? Well, I tell you what, I've been using a lot of this stuff at the moment because now we're moving. That's the reason why we're in the kitchen because uh, the lounge room's full of boxes. You could get get yourself onto some alpha casozapine. You get yourself onto some Zilkeen. Mm, very nice, mate. Now, Zilkeen, thank you very much. Big, big Vedekinol, big supporter of the show. Yes. They've actually come on board for another year, mate, which oh, is, which is awesome news. So we can today unveil they have a new product. Oh, an exclusive. An exclusive, mate. Sonotix. 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 Right. Tell us about Sonotix. Sonotix, well... I was talking to Anthea, the rep, this week about it. It's yes. an ear cleaning solution. Right. And she wanted me just to run by you some, uh, just, just get you to read through the little pamphlet. Yes, fantastic. Nice. It's a unique triple action formula with three seruminolytic agents working together for the most efficient dissolution of cerumen. What's cerumen? Earwax. Earwax. <laughs> so we got uh, ethoxy did. <laughs> Diglicol. <laughs> now, this is the bit she really wanted you to get you, you into. What's in it, mate? Ethoxydiligicol, yep. which is a lysing action disrupting the integrity of the earwax, of the mm. cerumen. They've, mm. gone, they've gone under earwax now rather than cerumen. Capritic glycerides, which emulsifies the debris <laughs> to expide or expede the cleaning process. And isopropyl alcohol, astringent, that also aids the cleaning process. It has a moisturizing and soothing action. The sebum regulation and restoration of skin acid mantle with exclusive lipacids. In sonotic <laughs> support, sebum regulation and balance in the ear. It has a neutral pH, which is important. Yeah. So that way it doesn't burn as yeah. Is. Yep. Tromethamine serves as a neutralizing base for Sonotix. And it is paraben free, Lewis. Paraben free. Wonderful. So there you go, mate. They, they brought out a new ear product. I'm going to learn a little bit more about it. We might give a bit more on the next uh, next episode. She yes. get a little demo to me, and I was, was very impressed. And and, and how, would, how did your ears clear out after that, mate? Yeah, if she left demoed ears, left ears a bit blocked. Oh, she but, only yeah. did the one, did she? Yeah, no, well, that's one. Always blocked. leave them wanting more. <laughs> It's not blocked up with Sonatix, is it? Yeah. No, we won't go into that. All right. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week, mate, yes. uh, I uh, saw this is an article from um, from ABC. I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit concerned when I saw this on the running sheet yeah. where it was uh, yeah, labelled as yeah. aggressive but, cock. Yeah, well, no, did, it, did it say that, mate? Oh, I believe what so. What do you mean, aggressive? <laughs> oh, oh hey. hey. So, an elderly woman... Was killed after oh, being boy. attacked by an aggressive rooster. <laughs> right, okay. I just did oh, this article, I had the sound effects. So. Excellent, good one. But, uh, while collecting eggs on a rural property in South Australia, a pathology expert has revealed. Crikey. How's that? Aggressive. The woman's death was studied by University of Adelaide Professor of Pathology, Roger Bayard. Baird, yep. who said researchers hope to prevent similar deaths in the future by bringing the details to light. Right. Professor Bed said the woman was collecting eggs from her chicken coop on her rural property in South Australia when the rooster <laughs> pecked her lower left leg, causing her to hemorrhage and collapse. Oh, no. Yes. She was- An autopsy later revealed two small lacerations on her lower left leg with her death the result of bleeding varicose veins. Oh, wow. How about Gee that, whiz. mate? Aggressive, aggressive roosters in, uh, in Australia as well. Gee whiz. Oh, but it's pretty damn bad luck that the roosters oh. managed to just nail a, a, a blocked off vein. Tell me about it. I wonder it. if she was on blood thinners or anything like that too. Well, I don't know. What we're trying to do 
is use these tragic cases to try and prevent similar deaths in the future, Professor Baird's told the ABC. Eliminate aggressive cocks. That's right. The study, recently published in the Journal of Forensic Science, Medicine and Pathology, focused on the dangers for elderly people who had varicose veins. Yeah. Older people are also not as good at defending themselves against animal attacks. (laughs) Their balance might not be as good. (laughs) Right. While Professor Baird admitted rooster attacks were rare, yes, he said this case, which had happened recently, raised concerns about the dangers of small domestic animals. (laughs) 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 But how's this guy? They are very rare. There have been a couple of cases overseas where children be pecked by roosters because they have thin skulls and the roosters actually cause brain damage, he said. Oh, no, really? Gee whiz. There was another fellow in California who was at a rooster fighting pit and a rooster had a knife attached to its leg and stabbed or slashed him. Um, uh, now, th- now, that's called karma. That's I right. think that guy deserved he, that. He just, well the, the, the poor lady in Adelaide with the varicose vein. No, no, that was... that was Just collecting eggs. That was very, very sad. But the guy that had a knife stuck to a rooster's leg and the rooster slashed him open, good, yeah, good on the rooster. Get, get what you came, mate. Exactly. Get, get yeah, what yeah. you came for, exactly. There are a couple of messages. One is, never trust a rooster. Oh, it's low on the... <laughs> the second one is, if you've got varicose veins, get something done about it, he said. Right. Not by a rooster. But furthermore, Professor Baird said he'd come across a number of strange cases in his time. Right. Some of which had involved fish, stingrays. Right, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. And maybe even leeches. And right. even leeches. We all know about bees and spiders with allergies and poisons, he said. There's been an array of strange cases reported from overseas of people drinking from water that has leeches in it. And they've actually got leeches into their airways. Oh, Really? Wow. Also, fishermen mucking around putting fish in their mouths. Oh, and they've actually that's like that dude with the lizard. The yeah. The dude with the lizard. Ate the lizard, yes. Yeah, died yeah, of yeah, salmonella. Yeah. And uh, putting fish in their mouths and actually inhaled the fish and died. Oh, fish aspiration. Yeah. Oh, no. I reckon we should get this guy on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't he have some stories, Professor Baird? She whiz. If you're listening, Prof. Wow. Send us an email. That's crazy. Where was that article from? The A. The ABC. Oh, the ABC. ABC. Yeah, Melbourne. Australia. Yeah, right. Oh, Maybe not one. Melbourne. Australia. Yeah, South right. Australia. We just have to respect animals. There's potential that they can cause injuries, particularly if you're older and more vulnerable. Respect animals. Animals That's respect right. the rooster. Don't put knives on their feet. No, you? absolutely That's not. not. Cool. No, 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 no. Don't swallow fish. No, no. Again, not cool. Yes. You know, be careful with stingrays. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, Don't get, get too close. And and flurkins. Flurkins. Yes. Yeah, be Fl- careful with the flurkins. Flurkins. That's right. Because yeah, you never know a, what they might turn into. Thank you for the flurk. I saw you still have that one on the screen there, mate. I thought I'd give, give you a bit of a low-hanging oh, fruit th- there. Thanks, mate. That's right. Now, I've got another one. You, you, got, you want me to go? keep going? No, no, yeah, you keep cracking, mate. This one from The Age. Yes. This spring, turning off your outdoor lights will save more than your electricity bill. Ah. Residents and businesses across South Australia, South East Australia, are being urged to turn off unnecessary outdoor, outdoor lights in a move to stop bogon moths from getting lost. Oh, I got the poor bogon moth. Depriving, here it yes. is, mountain pygmy possums of a vital food source. Oh, so we do, we, we're trying to set the moths up for a buffet. Yeah. Or to be in the buffet. The critically endangered mountain pygmy possum. Yes. And I don't have you a You don't have a bit mountain pygmy no, possum. No, I sound don't have a sound effect for that. What about this one? Not, sure. not, not quite pygmy enough. Pygmy no. elephant? <laughs> it's a, it could be pygmy elephant. Australia's only hibernating marsupial. Lives primarily in Victoria's Alpine region as well as Mount Kosciuszko. Right. Every year, after five to six months of hibernation under snow, under snow, 
They're pretty hungry. Yeah. The possums emerge in spring weighing just 40 grams. They spend the next months doubling their weight to 80 grams in order to survive the next winter. But supply of their main food source, bogon moss, has plummeted from 4.4 billion to only a few hundred last year, according to Dr. Marissa Perrot, a reproductive biologist with Zoos Victoria, who is leading the mission to repopulate the possums. There's nothing else like them in the world. They wake up from hibernation, breathe, then females need to get their right level of nutrition so they can produce milk for their babies to survive in their pouches. Last spring was the worst on record for the possums. 95% of surveyed females lost their young, wow. reducing the population to 2,000. Gee whiz. Oh, oh, because there's not enough uh, not enough bogon moths. Exactly. Everyone's bogon moths are That's chasing around at the, uh, the porch Chasing lights. the lights, yeah. yeah. Dr. Parrott said the harrowing task of studying dead baby possums oh. found just no food in their stomach. Right. Gee whiz. So the dramatic... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that the bogon moth is uh, you know, very good at uh, you know, conversion into milk, but I guess, you know, the they've had many thousands of years to develop a process. It's evolution. It's evolution, it's evolution mate. Yes, That's yeah. right. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> That's right. The dramatic drop-off in moss making south appears to be due to the drought. Right. In New South Wales and Queensland. So it's not necessarily because everyone's put their lights on. Right. But they believe that, that and we'll continue, the moss can also become trapped by city lights, distracting from them from their visual cues on the horizon. It says every unnecessary outdoor light switched on from southern Queensland through New South Wales and in northern Victoria will help the moths complete their sometimes thousand kilometre migration. Every single moth is precious said Dr. Perrot. Right. There you go. Very good. Unfortunately, in the last two years, what used to be a huge, amazing swarm of these moths has turned into a trickle. This year, we're going to face an extremely dire situation, so we're trying to work to avert the crisis. Wow. Zoos Victoria Chief Executive Dr. Jenny Gray said she was in discussions with the government to get buildings like the Canberra's Parliament House on board with the campaign. We'll be asking all the big museums, town halls, anywhere outdoor lighting is not important for security because we don't want to compromise people's safety all the way down to your domestic homes. So, if you are in Queensland, New South Wales, Northern Victoria, and you operate Parliament House, that's right. Or you have a light, perhaps you've got fairy lights on. Fairy lights on, yes. Turn them off. Turn them off. Turn them off. Save them off. Save the pygmy possum. And that's going to be happening now, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Because oh, they're it's, talking it's about it. September 1. September we're in 1st. It. Yeah, we're, 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 we're right in, in the thick of the bogon right. moth and migration. And if, you, if, you, if you've got a light on outside and there's lots of moths around it, turn it off. Yes. And they'll go back and the pygmy possums will eat them. And if there's uh, if there's a couple of dead bogon moths there, just pop them in an envelope and send them out to the Alpine region and they'll just uh, feed them to Zoo's Victoria. Zoo's Victoria, P.O. Box. Yeah, send it in there. Care of uh, yeah, Doctor Doctor Jenny Gray. Yeah, good. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she will uh, she'll make sure it gets to a nice uh, pygmy possum Get, summer in the Alpine region. It's mulched up into milk. Yes, yeah. In a in a so that maybe they add a little bit of water to it and then put it in a uh, in a, a food processor. Nutribullet. A Nutribullet, and they Nutribullet those bogon moths and turn it into a nice little slurry, and then uh, and then go and give it to the to the pygmy possum so they can make some milk. I like your thinking, mate. This is good. Wow, that's a you know, I mean, that's what I Soul. am, Lewis. I'm Soul. a I'm a I'm a, I'm a problem solver, you know? Maybe, I, maybe in the morning, just go around and just collect all the moths that, that are dying around the house. Yes, sweep and them s- up. Yeah, and send them off. Sweep yeah, them up, no, but don't spray them with fly spray first. Ooh, no. No, because that's no good for a pygmy possum. No, no. they don't like that. Uh, have you seen the, um, the, the, uh, the Star Wars video of Christopher Pine, the old um, the, the politician? He goes, um, so they're in the, it's in the Death Star scene. I know you'd be all over it with Star Wars, but uh, <laughs> uh, he goes, I'm a fixer. I fix things. I, I'm a fixer. That's me. So that's how I'm fixing this bogon moth 
problem. Oh, right. I'm okay. fixing it by trying to collect all the bogom. I'm sending them to Jenny Gray at Zoos Victoria. She's going to nutribullet it, a little bit of olive oil, maybe a little bit of paprika, a little bit of rosemary, and then send it up to the pygmy possums. There Very you go. Good, mate. Nice solved, one. Solved. At least didn't do the big, oh, yeah, because that would have been a little bit, a little bit, a bit weird. <laughs> what about this one? <laughs> Send them off, mate. Send them off. Jeez. <laughs> one more. How many other ones have you oh, got? There's on? lots, mate. There's <laughs> terrible ones, too. This is another, another little article from the. Um, from the uh, actually, we'll go, we'll go on to this one. This one. Remember, yes. remember the Northern White Rhinos, mate? Yes. Yeah, yep, the Endangered. Four. Four or five that yes. we did. Yeah, with the um, guy with the helmet, the crash helmet that was trying to get through customs with Hildebrunt. his special Hildebrunt. Thomas yes. Hildebrunt. Thomas Hildebrunt with, his, with his very special, uh, very special cargo. Exactly, his bucket of stuff. Bucket of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's come to fruition, mate. Listen to this. Oh, I don't just the, just the first harvested northern white rhino eggs have just been fertilised. Oh, look out! And Thomas had a big partner. I'm think. sure he did. <laughs> and, he, and an international team of scientists. We weren't involved, unfortunately. No, 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 no. We, we, we just did a report on the news, not to make the news. We did put right. up a hand. For, uh, didn't we? We said. Oh, oh we did. We, we said, said we're available. Some, we've got a steady hand for that AI work, <laughs> that artificial. Ins- but we did not get the call. Did no, we? no, no. Shame. Yeah, did, terrible shame. Yeah, we did not get the the call up. Did we, mate? Get the call. Do we? <laughs> do you get the call up? I thought I was worried you were going to do the elephant one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just just for when the time is right. And then <laughs> <laughs> An international team of scientists trying to save the northern white rhino from extinction has just announced another significant victory. Yes. The, uh, but even now, so they, there are just, uh, hang on, I've lost, lost my, my train of thought where I was at. So there are only two, uh, two northern white rhinos left. Yes, two, yeah, two there was only two females. Yep. Two females, Najin and her daughter for two. Yeah. The small family unit is all that remains of the entire subspecies. They're the last northern white rhinos on the planet. Yeah. Which is really, really uh, quite, quite sad. Absolutely. Suppose, quite but even now, with just two females left, there is vibrant hope to keep this critically endangered animal alive, researchers say, after scientists announced that they had successfully harvested eggs from the mother and daughter pair. Excellent. The accomplishment represents a pivotal step forward in desperate and ambitious bid to prevent the northern white rhinos from facing extinction. We were able to harvest a total of 10 oasis or eggs, five from Najin and five from Fatu, showing both females can still provide eggs and thus help to save these magnificent creatures, says animal reproduction expert Thomas Hildebrand from the Leibniz Institute for Zoo and Wildlife Research in Berlin. The hope and aim is to artificially inseminate the harvest eggs with cryopreserved sperm taken from two northern white rhinos who are now deceased. Oh, they've got, they've got some. Oh, I thought um, after the boy uh, went that they were going to have to mix him up with um, with some of the black rhino and then they're going to end up with grey rhinos. M- maybe, mate. Yeah, maybe. Bit of a... But, yeah. So, no, I think when Sunni died, they got his bits and they used the Nutribullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just cleaned the bogon moth out of there. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hosed out the bogon hose, hose bits. <laughs> right, bring in yeah. the bring in the rhino yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they squeeze it out first? You reckon they sort of gave it a bit of a you know? Oh, a little bit of a ring out. You reckon? I mean, yeah, maybe to try and get it out there before. Yeah, just to see if they could get some out before they had to neutralize it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, so, so they. Um, Thus, if everything goes to plan, the resulting embryo could be transferred to a surrogate mother from the other subspecies of white rhinoceros, the southern white rhino. Right. Who could carry the fetus to birth. Yep. A southern white rhino is necessary, the researchers say, because Najin and Fatu, 
who live in Kenya are thought to have health issues that will prevent them from carrying a pregnancy themselves. Right, okay. So they're, they're unable to carry yep. the so baby. So they need the surrogate. Yep. After the harvesting procedure during which Najin and Fatu were placed under general anaesthetic, yep. the rhinos are... That's going to take a lot of our facts yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Zolotil, mate. Yeah, Zolotil. <laughs> Hatush. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with the, with the big blow dart, and I haven't got a sound for that. I'm looking. No, you nothing. don't have a spitting one on no, there. No, 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 probably. That's the... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the rhinos are said to be recovering smoothly. Now, the, those eggs of those eggs, seven were successfully matured and artificially inseminated using a technique called ICSI. Oh, bum Do you know what that stands for? No, no. Intracytoplasma sperm injection. Nice. There you go. Takes all the romance out of it, it doesn't does. it? It's just a straight in. Just <laughs> <laughs> straight in there. The researchers and conservationists will now have to wait and see if the fertilized eggs create viable embryos that can be transferred into to a southern white rhino surrogate mother. Yes, right. Wow. So, how's that, mate? There we I, go. I Thomas reckon... Hildebrand's at it, at it again. That's right. Duh. Winning. That's what he's saying. That's Charlie. Charlie Sheen. Thanks, Charlie. It's all right now. One is nice. well known for his uh, for his um, his exploits. Exploits. Oh uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a very active. Yes. Gentleman. Yeah. Not a gentleman. Time. No. Not a gentleman. No. 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 no, no just no. active. Gentle, gen- yeah, yeah. Active man. I wonder if Thomas sought some advice on. He may have. May yes. have done. May have done. Yes. Yeah. yeah we yeah, won't yeah. use that sound effect here. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Wasn't the best one, was it? <laughs> All righty. Now, uh, have you got any news, mate? Uh, no, no, no news. No, no, sorry. I've been... Uh, yeah, You're I've, right. I've got, I've got one more. I'll go for it. Yeah, so from the AVJ. Yes. This is about the pet food regulation. So, Oh, right. Where they've been talking about um, how to try and get some... Um, some regulated on the on the wild west that currently is pet food, um, and trying to get some uh, things on there to try and bring companies into line with what their claims are and for safety and things. Well, that's the thing. There's no real regulation, and yep. I think um, you know the AVA says following the FDA caution. Yep. Um, so it's it's the American Food and Drug Administration. Food, food and Drug Administration. Administration. Yeah. Caution and continued investigation into the grain-free pet foods. So for those of you who don't know, there's a bit of an issue with uh, grain free pet foods possibly causing some heart conditions yes in in certain dogs um and we talked about this oh, maybe three or four episodes ago yeah so maybe go and have, have a search of that if, if you don't know about it um and uh and the AVA says worth reflecting oh, this australian veterinary association is worth reflecting on our own regulations in australia Unlike the US, where the FDA does regulate pet and human food alike, right. Australia currently has no mandatory regulations for pet food quality or safety. Australian standard AS5812-2017 manufacturing and marketing of pet food um, is, is, a, a, uh, is a compliance that they have, but it's not mandatory. It's voluntary. That's right. It's a volunt- There is another voluntary reporting system called PetFast, which uh, us vets use. It's developed by the Vet Association and Pet Food Industry, Australia, Industry Association of Australia, which allows us vets to submit reports of suspected adverse events associated with pet food. But there's still no mandatory um, you know, need for recording. Um, so the AVA is currently working with the Australian government's working group to develop regulations to ensure the safety of pet food sold in Australia, including pet meat and pet treats. Yes, right. So the vets out there, there is your veterinary industry at work. Yes, that's um, our, uh, our our AVA yearly AVA fees. That's right. You know, go, going to going to good order, I guess. Exactly to to create a, a mandatory. Um, 
uh, mandatory reporting on uh, on on, on pet, pet foods, but also a, a standard of of production and supply and all that supply chain, all that stuff, which is I think important mainly for the fact of how much money there is in it. You know, like the fact that consumers are spending so much money on it that it stands to reason that there should be some sort of governance on there, that it isn't just, you know, someone with a um, with a Nutribullet just after he's cleaned out the Bogon moths and cleaned out the, the white the white rhino <laughs> mountain it oysters. In, mate. It's probably the Bogon and, and rhino testicle diet. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mountain moths and mountain oysters. <laughs> Come, coming like, now for, yeah, for, for as a as a novel protein diet. If only we had our sponsor, the, the, we could we could recommend it. Recommend that one. Our again, old yeah. food sponsor back. Yeah, because they, they never got the dolphin one going. No, so, they, no. They, they did not get the dolphin one going. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you scrambling for that one. <laughs> oh, I'm working on it. Working yeah, on yeah. It. No, you're doing well. You're doing well. Excellent. All right, let's crack on to um, our disclaimer. So all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information because veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. I just thought that was a good good ending for the for the disclaimer, mate. Just a bit of ode to joy. Nice. Yeah, just yeah, get yeah, everyone yeah. into you know prepared for your for your for your topic. I'm 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 so ode to joyed, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> that, that's terrific. I've got this warm fuzzy feeling from where the joy's just been I've just flowing got these through sounds. my veins. I just want to use them. Just I, want to use them. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm surprised you haven't been. Yeah, you know, I'm in partner on Deb. Lewis, dinner's ready. <laughs> you know, <just> go. <laughs> yeah. Put the. Uh, Lewis, stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. You're just going to do all your communication all day through that. You can just string them all together and try and do an entire pod on it. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Oh, where's that one from? That's a, a rip-off of uh, Monty Burns. I maybe. knew when I started playing a lot of them that you'd start getting the pop culture references because yeah, oh, there are a lot of them that are... That's just oh, so ingrained in my head. Yeah, the, yeah, the people that you know and I... Yeah, I you'd I, have no idea on. Yeah, exactly. But you would Got def- any there you need a hand on? Y- oh, yeah, lots, mate. But... <laughs> Do we want to bore the listeners with this one? <laughs> uh, this is our friend. Our friend of the pod. Hey, baby. You looking hot tonight? Adam Sandler. Adam, 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 Sa- Sandler. Adam Sandler doing Billy Madison, I believe. Maybe, maybe. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, uh, That's what she said. The Office. Oh, the yes, office, yes, Steve yes, Carell. Steve yeah, I was Carell, never yeah, really yeah. across The Office. Oh, really? Yeah, no, yeah. I love The Office. And I don't know if the other ones got it. might have sewer. So let's go on to your topic, mate. <laughs> no problem. So um, so I've been uh, alluding to it over the last couple of weeks. That, We've um, been on tenterhooks, mate. Tenterhooks, waiting, waiting. waiting so, so, for yes. any, so for anyone that's been waiting to hear about uh, Choice Magazine and what they had to say about pet insurance... Well, we'll talk about it next week. No, no, here we are. <laughs> Finally, so, we're here. So Choice oh, Magazine is um, yeah. a... Cons- <laughs> Thank you, excuse you. Yeah. Um, Choice Magazine's a consumer affairs magazine here in Australia that um, you sub- can subscribe to, and they go through everything. Washing machines, peanut butter, ice cream, insurance companies, solar panels, the works. And so they did one recently on pet insurance. Anything uh, on the Nutribullet, mate? Uh, t- uh, so- nothing on Nutribullet or on the... Uh, the uh, ability to, to nuke the, the agates. Uh, uh, that's uh, right. Uh, or, or on it, uh, um, the, the not... Comparing different uh, bogon moth qualities and their ability to be able to turn into pygmy possum milk, either. <laughs> no, it right. must be said. Right. Um, so uh, basically, um, they did an article a couple of months ago um, in uh, in their uh, it was either their May or their June uh, edition, where they were talking about. Um, 
uh, talking about pet insurance and um, six things you need to know about pet insurance. Well, is- just, just a bit of background. This was a follow-on from when you you did the insurance thing about what what are the main conditions that uh, that animals get that, that they claim insurance for. So, That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, so- from from Petsure, who are one of the, the biggest uh, pet insurers, and talking about. Um, how good it is at having pet insurance exactly. and all the different things, and how many claims can... claims are made, and 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 what are the most common claims and that sort of thing. Exactly. So, so we, that was a few episodes. Over. Perhaps uh, if if you want to know about that, why you should get pet insurance, go back to that. Probably that three episode. or four ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so so this article um, by uh, by Prue Engel and Uta Mim, um, six things you should know about pet insurance. Is it worth buying pet insurance for your dog or cat? Here's what you should consider. So uh, almost two-thirds of the households have pets. Our, our furry friends mean a lot to us. In a recent Choice Consumer Pulse survey, we found that more than half cat and dog owners are prepared to pay up to $2,500 for treatment if their pet has a life-threatening illness. But even though they're prepared to pay the price if they have to, only 16% of cat and dog owners have pet insurance. Most of them, 66%, plan to draw on credit or take out a loan if their pet needed treatment and they didn't have the cash available. Right, wow. It's hard to imagine losing a pet because you can't afford to pay the vet bills. But it is is it worth taking out pet insurance for peace of mind? Choice has reviewed 86 pet insurance policies. We don't re- recommend any pet insurance Whoa. policy due to their many restrictions and their lack of competition in the market. Until recently, there were only three providers of pet insurance in Australia. If you decide to take out a policy, here are some things you need to consider. So there you go. That's the end of the article. Whoa, don't take out pet insurance. So I, I, I've just got wowzers, right? Wow. Now, the, so the way the choice works is because it's a consumer affairs um, a group, you subscribe to the article. So I'm not going to disclose any of the things that they've um, any of the policies that they've researched because if you want that choice is fantastic you can just sign up and you can get access to all of the stuff that they've gone through they compare all the different uh, insurance policies so 86 in Australia that they've gone through right. so, they've, so they've painstakingly gone through it all so it's a lot of policies it's a lot it? of policies that they've trolled but through but they're only so. under, underwritten by two or three is that what they're saying is it only Correct. Three, three underwriters or yes two yeah underwriters? yeah I think that's the the intimation that is there is that even though there's 86 different policies there's only a few different underwriters and also probably different variations of policies within there you know the yeah. ones where you've got accident only or you know sort of policies that don't cover you for as much yes yeah well there's, there can be different levels too you know it's just, just like your health insurance just totally different exactly. levels, levels of cover yeah so number one pet insurance can be expensive and confusing I think you could scrub out the pet part and just say insurance can be expensive and confusing. Yes, and electricity. Yeah, absolutely. And phone bills. The the old adage that if um, something's difficult to understand, there's probably a reason for why it's it's difficult to understand because someone's trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Um, So owning a pet comes with many financial responsibilities. Average annual vet expenses alone are estimated to cost close to $400 for dogs and around $270 for cats. And that's before you even uh, factor in medications, surgery, and emergency treatment, which, you know, I think it'd be probably fairly sort of standard. That's that, yes, you know, pretty... Yearly vaccination, maybe one visit because something goes wrong during the year and then your preventatives. Yeah, I think so. It yeah, sounds very um, But with many uh, providers slugging with premiums that can cost anywhere from 180 up to $4,500 per year, it can get expensive. Wow. 
Wow, indeed. Four thousand five hundred. Four and a half k for an insurance policy. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that either. But you know, I'm they've done the research, so wow. I'm sure it's all there. Um, and it can be confusing. There are lots of tricky exclusions and variations between policies that mean you really need to read the fine print to avoid your claim being rejected. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so we always say to people, go and read the product disclosure statement before taking out a policy because. That's going to dictate whether or not you actually do get to claim things or not. And I always say to people when they say, you know, you got something in the consult and they're about to have a procedure or something, they always ask, you know, will that be covered by my insurance? Yes. I always say to owners, ring the insurance company first. Absolutely. And get some clarification on whether or not that's covered. I can't, we can't tell you because it just depends. Uh, 86 different policies. There's no way we can be over, all over those. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and also there are the times when people say, oh, hang on, can I take out pet insurance for this now? And it's like, <laughs> yes. no. That's no, called fraudulent. No. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, you know, like if you wrap your car around a tree and then you ring up a car insurance agency <laughs> and go, I'd really like to insure my car. Oh, yeah, starting from when, oh, 10 minutes ago before I wrapped it around a tree. <laughs> yes. They're going to say, yeah, now look, that's a pre-existing condition. It doesn't work like doesn't that. Doesn't work like no. that, no. Exactly. Um, so uh, more advice from, uh, from Choice. Uh, you should buy it when your pet is young from three months of age. So that's again, you know, in line with what we would recommend, yes. which is consider taking out the insurance when the pet is young. Yes, logical. Um, uh, premiums are typically lower when opening a policy for a younger pet than an older pet. It's best to take out a policy as soon as possible, as the younger your pet, the less chance they're going to have a pre-existing condition that will never be covered. So absolutely, you 100% agree with yeah, that. You know, yes, I think if, you, if you're going to take it, take it out early before you have a problem. Yes, yes. Um, some insurers have conditions uh, where they'll pay. For example, um, uh, 100% of the claim when the pet is young, but then it can uh, it, it drops down as they get older. Right. So, so what their advice is is to really trawl through the, um, the the product disclosure statement and and make sure that what you're being um, what your policy states for a younger pet is still going to be there for an older pet because, of course, chances are your older pet's going to be claiming for more stuff and you're going to be getting more things going wrong as it, they're getting older. Exactly. Yes. Um, once you choose a provider, you're pretty much stuck with them. Once you've selected a uh, pet insurance policy, you're typically locked into that provider for as long as you want insurance because it's almost impossible to find a better deal elsewhere. This is mainly because your pet will age and may have since developed a pre-existing condition that won't be covered by a new policy. Right. Again, really, really, really important uh, thing to be thinking about that. If you've got a pre-existing um, policy, but then your pet develops skin disease, well, if you go and take out another insurance policy, that is then a, potentially going to be a pre-existing condition. Yeah, skin disease won't be covered. Yes. And that's, again, something that you need to take up with the insurance your policy or with the new policy provider, uh, but something to be really, really careful with. And there can be waiting periods as well. I suppose you'll come to those. But uh, yeah. It's not covered here, but yes, absolutely. That yeah. There are waiting periods. You know, yeah. so, so they'll offer, particularly for the... I mean, it's like anything. It's the more common things. The, A, the more common things, and B, the more expensive things. Yes. So the classic ones are your cruciates and skin disease and things like that, because then if something happens, well, if you're inside of that waiting period, the insurance company knows that you haven't, well, hang on, the dog's gone and hurt itself. I've gone and Googled and gone, oh, this could be a, uh, a cruciate. I better take out the insurance and then two weeks later walk in and go, hey, doc, what do you think? Yes, you yes. Know? Insurance companies are usually pretty clever. They've usually found ways of trying to outsmart I've us. I've seen it all before. They have seen it all yes. before, yeah. Um, uh, 
pet insurance providers currently have no legal obligation to maintain the competitiveness of your policy and can make changes they like when you renew annually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's something to be careful of as well. So, you know, just that thing of um, what I call the... Um, the the idiot tax that insurance companies and um, and also some energy providers, not naming names or anything like that, can do, where if you just roll over each year yeah. and not check to see what's changed with your policy, sometimes your policy premiums will have gone up and what your policy will cover may have gone down. Yeah. So unfortunately, you do need to be doing your homework. Um, it's your money and they're your pet. It's up to you to be able to, to be keeping an eye on what's actually going on. Um, the breed of your pet can make a huge difference. And this is what we saw with that uh, previous pet plan um, uh, article where they talk about um, the different breeds. Pet sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, the breed of your pet can have serious implications on their health and welfare and subsequent medical costs. Throughout their lifetime, it can make a huge difference price-wise. Um, so they say here that cats seem to be similarly priced regardless of the breeds and are usually cheaper than many dog breeds. And again, that kind of fits probably with what I would see clinically, and I imagine you as well, cats are usually fairly robust. Yes, you can get some of the um, some of the pure breeds that can get some funky, funny diseases, um, but by and large, cats are usually fairly sort of robust as far as illnesses. And yeah, they're like feeling like the Burmese sort of, you know, the, the diabetes and teeth problems and stuff sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you know the. Uh, um, British blues, yeah, that I sort mean, of thing. Compared yeah. to your dogs, though, where you've got that real, you know, like you'll you'll see often a high percentage of certain breeds coming in yeah. showing skin disease yeah, for some. Yeah, ones particularly. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they say here there can be a large difference in price between breeds. For example, Frenchies are really expensive to insure compared right. to Jack Russells. There you go. Yeah, so you, 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 you've got a, a robust breed that's been around for 200 years and is used to running around rat holes chasing rats. And then you've got Jack Russell. And then you got the Jack Russes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, from all those... Frenchie chasing rats. Yeah, 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 from all those times where, you know, um, bulldogs were running around in France and then ended up getting, you know, sort of kicked and so they had to make them smaller and smaller noses. And so their nose didn't get kicked by the horses. Yes, that's right, yes. yeah. And, and have a, th- those, those bull horses, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and trying to have them so that their, their, their breathing was, was such that they only could exercise a certain amount. You yeah. Know, so, that, so they didn't tire yeah. too quickly. It was probably so they couldn't smell, you know, in the cafes. The boulangerie. Oh, the boulangerie. The boulangerie. So they gave them a smaller nose. So they, they couldn't smell right. out the food as and well. They, and they didn't try and it, it sort of knock off all the cheeses yeah. all the time. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they couldn't take their jobs as sommeliers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, there are lots of exclusions, low limits and caps. So the policies uh, that they reviewed... Um, um, so there's, as we've said previously, accident only, um, more comprehensive and illness or realness only. Again, there's lots and lots and lots of different variations. So you really need to check and make sure what you're covered for. Yeah, certainly uh, my, my preference with those, and I don't think this is giving specific advice, is I, I do say to owners that you want your accident and illness cover. Correct. You know, yep. There are some that uh, that will give you a bit, a bit off your vaccination, a bit off your preventatives, you know, worming and flea stuff. But I think you can most people can sort of budget for that sort of thing a little bit. 
but it's your accident and illness that happens and you uh you you, know, you don't know what you're going to be up for absolutely so, yeah. absolutely um uh, you should always check for for co-payments and excesses and caps on certain diseases again product disclosure statements go through and have a look and see you know um what's your cruciate limit what are your limits you know, if you're in a tick paralysis area do you have a tick paralysis limit is there a limit on how many times um a foreign body can be removed out of your dog is there a, a limit on um consultations you know that you can go and see the vet through the year those are all things that you want to see and know and you could go back to the the pet sure thing that you talked about and looked at the common things that are claimed for yeah and and then see if they likely to affect your dog and yeah. then then uh work out your insurance sort of sort of from that and go oh look yeah my dog's this and it's likely to get skin disease and these diseases. is this insurance going to cover this yeah my dog's perhaps prone to cruciates is this going to be covered? So yeah, and and that's um because I, th- I put a, a link through in the show notes yep. um on in that episode because that's just a PDF. That's not a, a vet special, you know, or only only special people, <laughs> not specialists, but special people can access. No, it's just you just click on it and then you can read it, you know, and all the info's there, you yep. know. Yep. Um. So now in, number six here is then the interesting one um for me. Add-ons for routine care can be good value. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is ah, oh, that's the opposite to what I just said, and and the and the opposite to what I would say as well. So this is the thing again. Again, read your policy disclosure yeah. statements. Um, so saying that most policies offer an optional add-on for routine care, which will cover things like vaccinations, worm and flea preventions, and one-off costs such as desexing. Some co- policies don't have it included. Um, it's not very expensive to add on, and if you make use of it, it can offer good value. Okay. So right. do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have a look at it. If yep. you find out that, yeah, it's only going to cost you $100 a year and you get to claim $500 worth of stuff, 100%, go for it. Do it, it's you like, know? It's like your extras, isn't it, on your health insurance? Yeah. But if, if, you, if you're going to use that, you know, the, uh, the osteopath... For yes. the whole year, and it's going to be going to uh, you know claim back more than you're going to pay. Then yeah, it's worth yeah. doing it. If you were going to be spending five hundred dollars on the osteopath anyway, and then with all the policies that you're claiming, it's only end up going to cost you five hundred and fifty. Then you fight your fifty bucks ahead. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, you're go laughing. and put a multi on Jaden Stevenson. You know, it'd be great. Who? Yeah, <laughs> who's <What are you laughs> talking about? <laughs> What? For all our AFL listeners, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's that thing of where you have to check and see. Is it actually going to be worthwhile for you? Um, one of the things that I do have a little bit of an issue with um, through here is that they talk about uh, you know some of the things like um, dental work being covered and all that sort of stuff. I think you re- need to be really, really careful with expecting that your dental work is going to be covered for the fact that so many dogs and cats have dental disease. Again, y- you've got to realise that insurance companies aren't there to be that insurance companies are there to make money and they're going to make money off more people paying for insurance than what are claiming for it. Yep. And if so many animals have dental disease, it's not going to be in their interest to, to, to pay out lots of money for dental things. You've got to check your limits. You've got to check your product disclosure yeah, less statements. And less of them are, are um, covering dental Stuff like that. Absolutely. Found. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. More and more than excluding or, it. Or they coming. have like a, a an annual cap of like, right. you know, say, you know, uh, again, because uh, I was looking at policies out of interest for Rosie, you know, um, and uh, some of the policies that I saw had a, a yearly cap of $50 for dental policy, oh, for dental things. Wow. So, so you, if, so if you were to go and have a dental procedure done, $50 of that will come back to oh, you. It's nothing, is it? Uh, it's that's, not very that's much. The, that's the GST. 
Component. Pretty well the GST yeah. component. Yeah, yeah. You know, you take up and, teeth out. And, and heaven forbid you got to yeah, take out teeth or you need, mm. you know, uh, you need multiple procedures or anything like that. Yeah, so, right. um, so I, you know, all things considered. So I think this is interesting coming from choice, you know, because it's a, they're an independent thing so they can come out and say whatever they like. I think their reviews that they did on the different insurance policies are fantastic in that they've gone through and looked at those 86 different policies. But usually with choice, like they have a thing of that they only recommend things that rate over 80%. And so for what they've got there, None of them are over that. So that's wow. why they've said that we don't recommend. They've then given you no other option of what to do. Right. You know, they've given you no other ideas of going. Just don't get it. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Vet, expen- vet expenses are going to be expensive. Your pet might get really sick, but we don't recommend pet insurance. Thank you very much. You know, read our next article about about dryers. Wow. Well, I guess, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a bit of luck of draw, isn't it? You know, that what illness your pet's going to get. You don't, 100%. You, you don't know. I mean, have they done, you know, if, they, if they did a little review on the poker machines, <laughs> yes. I'm sure they, they would say don't go to the poker machines. But then potentially there's one person out there that said, oh, I won a lot of money on the poker machine. Absolutely. I'm not saying insurance is like poker machines. No, no, no. But, but you know, it is, I don't know about you, mate, but I reckon every day at the clinic I see people who, who say oh, I wouldn't have been able to do this procedure? Yeah, you know, you know, my dog ate a sock; it's stuck, stuck yep. in, in in the intestines. I would not have been able to afford this had I not had pet insurance. Absolutely, and so yeah. we do. We're there. We're at the pointy end. We see it all the time. Yeah. So, uh, what I say for people is, I mean, it all comes down to budget, you know, yeah. and part of that of having a budget is the fact that you own a pet as well, you know? So, you know, I say to people, you know, if you can, if you can budget to have the pet insurance, it's going to cover you for the important stuff, not just, you know, I mean, yeah. Okay. If you've just got the low cover and your dog gets hit by a car and you're covered, well then that's great. But if you're not covered with the, um, with enough and your dog gets skin disease and you go, well, hang on, why the hell am I paying insurance Mm. every month? And the thing that I'm paying vet bills for i'm not even getting covered for you know so i think everyone that's out there listening that has got insurance i would strongly recommend you pull out your product disclosure statement and you have a look and you ring up your pet insurance company and you say what am i covered for you know um and like i say i would strongly recommend this choice article you know you'd need to subscribe for it and like i say i'm not going to give out any of their stuff that they've gone and done like which policies are at the top of their list but they do have uh, they do have them all ranked on there do you want to just give out your password and, and log in mate absolutely yeah, yeah, that's yeah, only just, for the yeah, patreon yeah. subscribers yeah so oh, yeah good stuff <laughs> Excellent. Um, and and I, I I need to I need to ask our legal eagles a bit of a thing because I've I've got a bit of a thing that I say to people you know but I'm not sure how uh, you know sort of I'm you know, of, of different ways in which they can think about budgeting for pet um, right. healthcare right so um so I've just got to check and make sure of that so all right yeah. maybe next week hey? maybe next maybe time next not week. for now oh, not for now good mate yeah. all right so now have you got anything in the mailbag I oh, did get a mailbag we did get a mailbag uh this week nice mate and it was from Andrew. Yes, um, Andrew, a uh, long-time listener of the show. Oh, hi, Andrew. G'day, Andrew. Uh, uh, haven't haven't caught up for a while, but nice, nice to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, he was just wondering, um, what's the um, what's the best way to euthanize a goldfish, mate? Any? Gee, was, I had no idea the toy would be that loud from uh, from in here. Well, Reuben, uh, is that you, mate? Yeah, he's <laughs> had to go again. Don't yeah. forget to spray. Yeah. <laughs> So he was. It was actually a genuine question. He, yeah. He obviously gone online. Yes. And he looked at um, clove oil. 
Have you heard Clo- of clove oil? I've not heard of clove yeah, oil. So I no. remember at uni talking about it. And it's really? We sometimes use it for anesthesia, but at high concentrations, it does cause humane euthanasia. Wow. Yeah. So, so what is clove oil? It's oil, oil from, from four-leaf clovers. They get it at clove. Oh, and oh they cloves. Put, Sorry, and they clove. put it in a Nutribullet. Yeah, right. With, with the Bogon moth. Adds, <laughs> with the Bogon. A little bit of mountain oyster. That's right. A little bit of agates. Yeah. And... And there's a bit of olive oil, and it's clove then they oil. put the goldfish in there, yes. and then and then you're away. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the final bit, they just get and they flat, flush it all down with and a off, nice a nice uh, nice kale smoothie, and, and off he goes. Oh, there you go. So there you go. So uh, well, I know anesthesia-wise, like we've used the um, the anesthetic. Um, like gas that we yes. use, but in the liquid form. Yes. You know, that we put oh, yeah. that in, in a, um, you know, on a cotton wool ball and then put them inside of a, a sealed container. Yeah. So it anesthetizes them. So then that way we can then try and inject them with the, well, with the lethal bar. Oh, I think stuff. you can put a little bit of ketamine in the water too. So I think oh, can you? Ah, oh, right. Yeah, a little bit of special K in the yeah, water. Fantastic. They see right. some fancy lights and then out they go. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Off they go. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty, guys. So if you guys have got uh, any questions. A goldfish? Yes. Yeah, question. Right. Or a, a gold question. Fi- yes, a goldfish that's living and happy. Let us know. Because <laughs> Andrew doesn't. Know no, anymore. no, no, no. He's, he's in the market for a new goldfish. <laughs> so if you got any questions, get us. Uh, we're on Instagram, Two Vets Talk Pets at, uh, well, that's our email address. Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. Yes. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, send us in a question like Andrew did and we'll give our best answer. Absolutely. Or at least a answer. The yeah. best answer that we can give at the time. That's right. That we yeah. think of. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that has a good sound effect to go with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If it's got a sound effect, sound we'll effect definitely we're going to answer. Yeah. So, so if you've got a, a question that answer could be used with a, uh, a two-bit sound effect that Lewis has got off an app off the app store. Yeah, like this sound effect. If you've got it, something related to that, yes. send us a question. Like, like, you know, how how hard do you have to uh, wash your dog? Yeah, you know, when you're using a shampoo, <laughs> you know, or until until they sound like this, <laughs> squeaky clean, squeaky or, or clean, maybe maybe, ah. maybe brushing your teeth. If yes. I brush my dog's teeth and it sounds like this, have I have I done it? Fu- have I done it enough? Is it good enough? Yes. I love it, mate. This is great. Excellent. Give us another one. Give, give, give me another random one. I'll see if I can come up with a question. Oh, no, no, that, no, no, not that one. Oh, just a random oh, one. Oh, jeez, you're putting the pressure on now, yes. mate. I like, I like putting you under we're pressure. running very, very low on them. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, my dog seems to be a little bit gassy <laughs> after it eats barbecue. Um, yeah, and, it's, uh, and it makes noises like that, and it's upsetting my mother. Oh, that, there we go. <laughs> There's another one. There we go. Yes. Now we're onto it. Alrighty, alrighty, guys. And on next week, we're we're gonna have a break next week. Yes, yeah. I'm moving, so um, so moving I'm house, moving house, not moving podcast. No, 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 no. 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 We're not like you going and, <laughs> and and sort of you know moonlighting with other podcasts. If you does uh, did the SBS one get up on? Yeah, it's come through. It yes, has come it's through. On now. I'm not sure. At the bump of two uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Top top dog podcast. It's called. Go and listen now. I think yep. the latest episode has me on it. Oh, nice. Did one. I send you the link? No, no, maybe we'll put in the show notes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Nice yeah, cross, one. Cross promotion. Yeah. And did we get much in the way of cross promotion from our good friend uh, Katrina Warren? Oh, Is yeah. She? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was like a home run. Oh, was it? Oh, hey, nice one. You got that home run. Yeah, so I don't know what they sound like, mate. When I when I hit hit a ball, it never comes off sounding that sweetly. Oh, That's really? usually what it sounds like when I throw my bat back into the bat thing after I've uh, into the bat holder after I've struck out. Touchdown! Touchdown! That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's Touchdown. right. That's, that's a totally different game. Oh, no, that's that's usually uh, what what you're saying after you've been out there trying to clear out those things from the. Uh... Anyway, so thank you very much. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So yeah, we have you in break next week. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll we'll scratch you later. Peace out, everyone. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.